We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Hey, it's Flo, and here's my impression of a reality TV star explaining progressive discounts. So I was talking to Greg, and he said that Daly knew what Erica said about her when we were all on Marcus's boat. And I was like, you what? Wait for a seer drama because Progressive Toast has discounts like Safe Driver, Multi Policy, and Paid in Full. So it's not like he said, she said, shut up, whatever. So basic, you know? Discounts to help you save more. Now that's progressive. But then he was all, no way, Jose, because his name's Jose. Legit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Discounts not available in all states or situations. I'm not as sure about uh, Michi Batashuai. Oh, you've been working on that one. I have been working on it. Brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, EFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to Rotowire.com soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We hope you enjoyed your meals and maybe some shopping this morning on this Black Friday. I am here joined with my usual co-host, Andrew Laird. Andrew, what's your favorite part of the Thanksgiving table? Like specifically to eat or... Yes, like not the, the people. camaraderie? <laughs> the food is always uh, welcome. Uh, I'm always interested in the gravy. 
I don't care what else I'm eating, but I'm like such a gravy hawk that I will put it on anything. So, so if I told you that I did not have gravy on a single portion of my Thanksgiving plate. I would argue you didn't have a Thanksgiving plate. You just ate dinner. <laughs> oh. How was that? Well, you? apparently I didn't have Thanksgiving dinner. Or Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, no, I my favorite part for all those keeping track, it would be stuffing or dressing, whichever, whichever way you pronounce it. Stuffing's awesome. I, will, I would put stuffing right after that, right under the gravy, literally. Oh. As usual, I finished in second place to your first place. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get uh, let's get straight into the weekend here. It's a very split slate. There's a, a few game, a lot of games on Saturday and Sunday. So the daily games are going to be probably uh, a little more interesting because the choices are split between the two days and finding a game that covers both days is virtually impossible. So uh, you'll probably have to make a choice. But uh, Andrew, in general, we're coming up on the holiday season soon uh, for for not only gift giving, but also for the Premier League slate. <laughs> and there's only a few more weeks and there's Champions League in the middle. So, you know, where, are, are you expecting any kind of more rotations or any kind of uh, shifting in priorities from certain teams? I don't think we're there quite yet, uh, mostly because the uh, next week, I think, if there are even cup matches, you know, the players that we're worried about usually aren't affected by those. And then they have Champions League the week after that. And I think that's when they'll start resting guys because, uh, like you said, you have that condensed holiday schedule. They, um, Boxing Day is a Saturday this year, and so everybody will play Saturday. And then I think eight of the I think there are eight games on Monday, so they literally have one day off before uh, they get back into it. So that's that's really when it gets crazy. And then I then it's obviously the following weekend, you know, four days later because of the New Year's Day games. So uh, I think once Champions League. Uh, the group stage finishes and those teams kind of know where they are, then uh, you'll see some rest. But I don't think they're, I don't think they're planning for that quite yet. Yeah. And two teams that probably aren't planning for at all, most likely will be Aston Villa against Watford. First game of the slate that we're going to go through here. Uh, Watford is on the road where they tend to score more than they score on, you know, at home. Uh, this actually might be one of the bigger mismatches of the Saturday slate that people may want to take advantage of uh, your thoughts here. Um, yeah, I think the, the problem was, is that they're for this slate, like, like you said, like it's really split, um, based on, I guess, you know, they give the teams that played midweek a little bit of a break. Although what was that? The Liverpool one that's, um, does Liverpool play Saturday? Somebody plays Saturday that played midweek, uh, Man City, I guess. But yeah, you'll, there's no reason not to kind of pile up on, on Everton, um, City and United. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, United too. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, Everton, I think, is probably the biggest mismatch, like you said. And uh, Well, yeah, I think that's the biggest one, and you'll, you'll be fine taking all of the, certainly the attacking options, and then uh, I would definitely consider some of the, the defensive ones. Well, don't, let, let's, not, let's not bury the lead here. We have our daily dose later on. We'll go over our model goal teams for the first time in a while, uh, but we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. But on the Villa-Watford side here, um, is there any, I mean, it, it, I mean, last week we even said it's a wasteland over in, you know, Villa, <laughs> in Villa. Uh, is it still that way even against Wofford? Yeah, I don't, I, Odiani Gallo has been good enough. He and Dini have been partnering so well that the, I'm not going to say, you know, you'd play them against anybody, but Villa haven't really done much. You uh, accurately told me I was overthinking their uh, 
shut out of Man City last weekend after they got blasted. United, so. United. or uh, no City, right? Didn't oh, Aston... well, yeah, sorry, sorry. City two weeks ago they played United last week. Right. Um, so yes, I overthought that, and so um, I won't do that again. And I think yeah. Watford definitely. Well, Watford was Leicester two weeks ago. Right. I was yeah, talking about you, Villa. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Villa. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. I apologize. Yes, you definitely overthought it. Yeah. And so I'm not going to overthink this. Watford has attacking options that are better than anything Villa can throw out there. So I'll go on that side and I'd be fine targeting the Watford attackers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Specifically Watford. I mean, I actually like almost all of them in yeah. this game. I mean, they don't really have a midfield option to, to be fair, but uh, you know, defensively goaltender wise, if the price of the, I don't know how much of a premium I would pay, pay but um, you know, not, for the forwards, yes. For the defenders and goaltender, probably not. Still, yeah, I agree. I think you'll, I think you'll be able to find a, you know, discounts on the Watford guys versus some of the, you know, it's, it's a lighter slate, but we still have, you know, yeah. the, uh, you know, the Agueros and the yeah. Lukaku's. So, yeah. One thing worth noting though is Craig Cathcart, who uh, had been putting in a bunch of crosses, is now playing in the middle, yeah. playing center back. So. Uh, you know, if Nathan Ake starts, which he did not last week for a strange reason. Yeah, I think he gets uh, back in there. I think he does too. Uh, if Nathan Ake and then uh, Alan Neom would be options from the Watford side there defensively that yep. you would think about. Yep. And then Herelio Gomez, obviously. As the goaltender, yep. Former Tottenham goalkeeper. But Villa side? Um, no. Just, okay, definitely not. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's go on to Burnmouth at home against the. Uh, Against Everton here, uh, Burnmouth is still finding ways to score a goal to ruin things. They actually scored twice against Swansea last week in a two-two two-two draw. Uh, they were winning excitement? Now, yeah. Yes, they were. Any excitement against uh, Everton? You feel, or will Everton continue their winning ways from you know you overthinking Villa last week? Uh, you know they shut them out four nil. Do you think that continues this week with another? dominant performance against a low performing team yeah i think yeah it would still be all over everton all the attacking options um but yeah you're like burnmouth just had keeps finding ways to score particular you know even at home or particularly home excuse me so where this game will be so uh, i would be a little hesitant on the uh, defensive options for for um everton right. i was a little surprised how high we all ranked Seamus Coleman this week. Although I think that was more from a, uh, offensive standpoint than a defensive one. Uh, Nick Pittner's best 11 article this week kind of made, he included Coleman in his uh, article and made this, made the good point that they use Gareth Barry and James McCarthy as like very defensive, defensive midfielders. And so it allows Coleman and, and Brendan Galloway on the other side to move up. So, um, you mean using width to supply your big center <laughs> forward? It's absolutely crazy That's how weird. someone would ever think to do that. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, oh. We should note that Leighton Baines, it's, he's apparently going to have a late fitness test, but you know, given how long he's been out, it seems um, a bit of a long shot that he'll play, that he'll start at least. And um, Though that almost makes you think maybe that cuts into Brendan Galloway's playing time. So you kind of hope that if they do get that shutout, he plays at least 60 minutes <laughs> so that you get credit for it. Yes, I would stay away from the left side. I'd go with Seamus Coleman if you go with one yeah. one route there. So that would be the way I would go. Mm. Uh, but Burmouth, Josh King got on the board last week. He's mm -hmm. uh, 
Do you feel that he's uh, taken over as the, uh, as the starter for Glenn Murray, or is this just a flash in the pan? Uh, no, I think he's got it, um, which is a little frustrating for people who thought that Murray would, would you know, be able to take that job after Callum Wilson went down. But yeah, I think they're, you know, they didn't really get a ton out of Murray, so you know, giving King an opportunity and then he scored. So I don't see any reason to to revert back at this point. Yeah, and if you read tea leaves, they're interested in Dwayne, uh, Dwight Gale, so more disappointment for Burnmouth going forward. They apparently are also interested on a short-term loan for Bradley Wright Phillips of the New York Red Bulls. Yeah, well, uh, if you had to, I mean, if you, if, you, if you had to ask me, I think Gale is the better possibility there because he's certainly the longer possibility. Yeah, Wright yeah. Phillips would have to leave in March or so. Exactly, and, and you know, if they do get relegated, Dwight Gale is, you know, better than nobody. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and speaking of Dwight Gale, we can get there next. Uh, he plays for Crystal Palace, even though he will likely not be playing at home against Newcastle. Crystal Palace, they started Connor Wickham last week. He didn't do anything. Um, they scored last week. Oh, no, they didn't score. They let up the late goal to Sunderland on yeah. Monday. Jermaine uh, Defoe. Yeah. <laughs> As I described it, a very Defoean goal. Yes, absolutely. As an Arsenal fan, you've never seen him do that. Never, too. no. Uh, but uh, Crystal Palace really do have a problem scoring goals right now. Um, yeah. They said today that Wickham still isn't 100%. Gale is out, I believe. And anything to not play Patrick Bamford? Yeah, Mero and Shamak is now like getting talk. He played last weekend. He didn't start, but he's also not 100%. But yeah, I think Wickham starts. Uh, Bakari Sacco's out, so they don't have kind of that temptation to play him more forward or, or Balassi up top. So uh, they're kind of set that way. Wilfred Zaha came off with a hamstring injury last week, but they haven't said anything about it this week in a positive sense, so it sounds like he's going to play. And then for the season-long people, Yoan Kabai is one yellow away from a suspension, so that's something to look out for. (laughs) (laughs) He'll get it at some point, certainly. It's not like he's If there's ever a time to get it, it would be now. Just get a rest before all the games, all the condensed games. Yeah, that's a fair point. Do you think they go out to try to crush them, Pardew Revenge? No, I think Pardew goes out to show them just, you know, that he can coach. I mean, they, yeah. I don't think they're going to go out to, like, get three or four. They're just going to go out to play well, and I think they'll get one or two, and that may be enough. Yeah. Uh, but on the other side, you know, Mitrovic, uh, Iozzi Perez, Jorginho, Wilnaldum, uh, Chris Palace, say what you will about their offense. Their defense has been just as good. Yeah, I was just about to say, I, I normally am usually pretty good I don't want to say confident, but Wijnaldum is definitely one I would think of, and then AOZ Perez has been good on DraftKings because of the crosses. But uh, I'll pro- Palace have been better defensively than people have been giving them credit for, so I'll probably stay away from the Newcastle side. Yeah, uh, just to put some numbers to that, I believe that they still have the like the third least amount of goals uh, given up. Yeah, they they've allowed the same number as Man City. Yeah, it, it, and I mean, if you don't let up goals, you're likely not going to lose a lot of games. So it's, it's the fourth least amount. Yeah, I not to. I must have, or not that I must have. I edited the article rel- relatively recently. So um, Pittner's best eleven. He included Joel Ward, um, who you have liked for a few weeks now, and, um, yeah. and he noted that Palace have given up thirteen goals in thirteen games. Yeah, and that, that's the swath. The that's the that's the Swansea syndrome. You know, one goal a game, yeah. that just just enough to spoil your your clean sheet, and yeah. uh, maybe even enough to get a loss too. There was a speaking of Mitrovic to go back to the Newcastle side. There was a wonderful headline in the uh, Newcastle Chronicle about how he's saying that he's not fat, but he just has a lot of extra muscle. 
I tweeted that, that that's exactly what I say too. It would have been funnier if he just said he was big boned. <laughs> All right, let's let's go to Manchester City. This actually might be the game of Saturday to watch. Uh, these are all at ten o'clock, by the way. Um, there's no really early game on Saturday, but uh, Man City at home against Southampton. I really don't know which way to turn here because Man City looked really bad last week. Yeah, they did. Um, and then they lost to Juventus in the Champions League. Um, which is understandable. Yeah, yep. Graziano Pelle's out. He's suspended. So, And Jay Rodriguez is out for a number of weeks after having foot surgery. So, What else is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we're basically looking at a Southampton side that's going to have like Shane Long leading that attack. And... That's a lot different than what Pele brings. So I wonder if we'll, like we'll see fewer crosses from Tadic because it's just not Shane Long's game. To, you know, he's not. They, they don't need to set up the same way for uh, Shane Long as they do Graziano Pele. So uh, I may fade all of the Southampton guys. Um, I still like Mane. Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, I I get it, I get it, but I'll I'll stay away this weekend. And David uh, Silva's supposed yeah, to be flip, back. On yeah. the flip side, Manchester City's midfield, Yaya Torre, didn't get out of first gear yeah. last week. He yeah. didn't break a sweat. No, he looked really bad. Um, it just, I, I mean, don't know is that going to was... affect his place in the lineup this week, you think? Or no, just, I think he keeps Or does Pellegrini just give him a kick in the pants? Or Yeah, I, I wonder how much of it was kind of trying to save a little bit for that midweek match, uh, which ended up not helping anyway, but... I don't know. The, there's just way too much firepower on this team now that Silva's back. Um, it'll have, I don't know if he'll start because he's been out since the he suffered the injury in the October international break, not this recent one. So that's a decent time out, but still, I mean, yeah, and Aguero looks Aguero good. looks good. De Bruyne is, you know, has been actually a little slower than I think. I think it was recent, on ESPN FC. They said. You know, Manchester City, uh, Aguero just got so frustrated that he just took the ball single-handedly and then just scored. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was getting so upset because he, getting... he was getting no service yeah. at all. It was a heck of a goal. I mean, some you know, a goal that we've seen him score before. But Yeah, yeah and, he, uh... and that, that's the kind of shot he can get whenever he wants. Yep, yep. I, it was one of those situations where they gave Alexander Kolarov the assist because he just happened to be the guy that passed Aguero the ball, but like <laughs> he had absolutely no bearing on that goal. Mm-hmm. It was like... Clearly not all assists are created equally, but yeah, Guerrero, uh, excuse me, Wilfred Boney's going to be back. Not that he's going to start, but, um, you know, that'll give Aguero a little, probably a break, not having to play 90 minutes. So, um, you know, he's still capable of doing plenty in 70. So I wouldn't necessarily downgrade him for any reason. And a name you didn't mention so far is Kevin De Bruyne. Would you feel comfortable with him in this matchup? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mentioned him earlier, just be, uh, saying he hasn't been quite as good as, as he was at the beginning. But yeah, I would, I would definitely be comfortable with that. I mean, the the Southampton defense is good. I'll give them that. And they're pretty good in the defensive midfield with Jordi Classy and uh, Victor Wanyama. So, um, you know, I, there are tougher matchups. Uh, there are easier matchups for sure, but I think there are tougher ones. And Man City, I think, is kind of matchup proof at this point. All right. So you'd feel comfortable starting almost all Manchester City options that were forwards or midfielders? Yeah, I'd stay away from the, the backups. Um Oh, excuse me, the defenders. Speaking of backups, though, Joe Hart's out for this one. Um, is so, what, And what about a company? Yeah. Because so, that defensive four looked absolutely lost. Well, it's it's really bad, actually, which maybe it's a perfect time for them not to, to, excuse me, the perfect time to face 
Southampton without Graziano Pelli because not only do they not have Joe Hart, they don't have company, and they don't have Mangala. So they're playing... I think o- that might be a good thing. Well... The no Mangala one. But they're playing Otamendi and Di Michelis. Yeah. Um, Countrymen. Who, who I was told today is a lone target for New York City FC, which is just hilarious. But uh, Zabaleta is out for a few weeks, so Bakari Sanya keeps his spot, and Gael Clichy actually started against Juventus. I don't know if that was like mm-hmm. to give Collar off a break or some sort of change, but NYCFC's interview process: Are you old and slow? Yeah, uh, Angelino was young and quick. He just couldn't play any defense. But anyway, we don't want to make this a MLS pod, but um, or just a Man City minor league pod. But I don't know that those are very vulnerable pieces so uh that's why I'll, i like money yeah yep I, I understand the money love but i'll still i'll try to find value elsewhere all right maybe you'll find it at sunderland uh playing at home coming off that big win against crystal palace mm-hmm. uh playing to, against stoke uh yeah. just, just just unwatchable i mean you you pick a, you pick someone you don't watch yeah this is about as ugly as it gets. Um, it's a good thing that there are four or five other games going on at the exact same yeah, time. Exactly, exactly. Four. Sunderland, yeah. uh, uh, you know, ugh. you're basically defend, de- depending on a Jermaine Defoe goal. There's talk that Fabio Barini could get the start because he's fit again, but I just... They, they don't even seem like a classic like Big Sam trying to grind it out. It's just like futility. Well, he doesn't have the pieces he wants. Well, sure, sure. Um, I don't know. That's this. I think Andy, DeAndre Andy Yed- Carroll may be there soon. Yeah, DeAndre Yedlin, I think is going to get the start because I believe Jones is suspended. So, from an American standpoint, that'll be fun to watch. But Stoke had been like really good defensively uh, this season. So, um, you know, I don't think you need to shy away from the defensive options on the Stoke side. Uh, yep, they're, because... they they give up the third fewest in terms of number. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they've given up a total of, I believe it's 12. Yeah, 12 and 13. Yeah, it's three straight shutouts and four straight on the road, which is pretty Boy impressive. Butland. Right, exactly. So, um, yeah, I would I would uh, definitely f- focus on Stoke defenders, but like there's nobody in the Stoke attack that I would want a piece of, even against Sunderland. Like, I think you can find much bigger upside plays elsewhere. Than Mommy do you for Jordan Shakiri or Boyan or like no thanks. Yeah, I think this whole this whole contest is no thanks to me. <laughs> I would I would be I'd be stunned if it was more than one nil. Yeah, I agree, but it's not because they're too late. Well, I mean Stoke has been playing well defensively, I suppose, yeah. but like you wouldn't go in there being like this is going to be a defensive battle. Like it's just two teams that don't know how to score enough. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Yuck. Let's move on. It's not good defense. It's bad offense. Right. Like most of the NFL. Okay. So uh, to wrap up Saturday's slate, this is a 1230 game here. Uh, This is going to be Leicester at home at the King Power against Manchester United. Uh, This one was a little interesting last year when it played out. Yeah. And it's going to be, they've got the great narrative here of Jamie Vardy going to break Van Nistelrooy's record playing against Manchester United. So uh, United have been pretty good defensively. Will he be there? Van Nistelrooy? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 he could be rooting on Manchester United and then giving out an award to a Leicester player. Uh, I can't imagine he would be there for that. Maybe if it was at Old Trafford, but they're not going to. I don't know. I have no idea how they do those things over there. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but he, yeah, so Vardy's going for the record. Uh, United have been pretty good defensively. They're going to be without Phil Jones again, so Daly Blinn's going to be at center back with Chris Smalling. Um, I still don't, I mean, not that I, we don't know how they are good defensively because we've been saying it all season that it's really Schneiderlin and Schweinsteiger or Carrick. Uh, Carrick's out, so it'll be the, the other guys. But um, I don't know, like the defenders just aren't that good in my, you know, like Daly Blind as a center back. I can't believe this keeps working, but nine goals let up in 13 games. Maybe, yeah. you know, Louis Van Hall's onto something here. Well, I mean, yeah, the obviously uh, Smalling has been great. I think he leads the, the Premier League in clean sheets. So something's working, but it, it's just, I don't know, it's ugly football. And um, they clearly need to figure out a way to not play Wayne Rooney because they're so much better without him. Well, you know, Martial could be back. He is back. Yeah, I mean, Martial and Memphis started with um, with Rooney in that midweek draw, scoreless draw with PSV. I mean, like, you need you need three points and you're in to the knockout round and you draw scorelessly to PSV. Against the team home. that you're competing against for right. that second spot. Right. It's just like, it was just awful. And so... Yeah, it was just awful, and so I'm not. I I don't have any like big um, expectations that they'll be able to like break out of it as long as Rooney plays. Uh, Riyad Mahrez or John Mata? Um, I went back and forth on them for our daily dose, and we'll find out then. Sure. All sure. right, let's do that. Uh, would you pick any defensive option here? No. Okay. I don't pick any defensive option in any Leicester game. Like it's less a Man U thing than Leicester that they gotcha. they don't stop anybody, and I think they they've proven they they can score on anybody. All right, let's get on to Sunday's games here. If I'm reading this correctly, it looks as though there's a 7 a.m. game on Sunday. There is, and it's a big one. Yeah, it is at home against Chelsea. I'm gonna have to wake up a little early on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good Lord, Chelsea! They won. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Yeah, they did. They won twice this Dominant week. performance. Against Maccabee Tel Aviv. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I But was then they also about... played another team in yellow in Norwich. Yeah. And they do they were they they looked okay. They scored a goal. That was fun. A goal. I, I, I said a goal. Yep. Which was fun. Yep. Um but bad time to be playing Spurs who are playing just over the moon right now. Yep. Uh, I was talking with a buddy of mine who's a Spurs fan, and he was saying how he's more nervous about this game because Spurs are playing so well that he's like, it's just like such a classic Spurs thing to do to like play really well, go into this game. Chelsea's vulnerable, and like Chelsea's just going to smoke them. Yeah, just ask Arsenal. And yeah, that's, I've got two <laughs> asterisks on that game. <laughs> Was that was oh, that was that Tottenham fan uh, like a Jeff Erickson or a Derek Van Riper by any chance? It was not actually. It was not. But... <laughs> there are so many Spurs fans at the are... senior level of Grow Water. Yeah, there are. There are a lot. Way too many. <laughs> um, I don't understand what the deal is. Do you know the last time Chelsea has scored multiple goals in a Premier League game? If you tell me it was the Arsenal two 0 I'm going to be really upset. It was not. Don't worry about that. <laughs> It was October 17th against Aston Villa. 
They also scored twice September 26th against Newcastle. And since then... Didn't they lose both those games? They drew Newcastle and they... No, they beat Aston Villa. Oh, that's right. So they they lost 3-1 to Southampton, 2-1 to West Ham, 3-1 to Liverpool, uh, 1-0 to Stoke, and 1-1-0 against Norwich. How does this team not score more than one goal? And you can't give me the whole like they score once and they lock it down because they don't do that either. No, they don't. They, I'm telling you, they they put a whole bunch of thoroughbreds in a very small barn. Yeah, and they, it, it, it's not good. Who is the best Chelsea player from this game? Not named Willian. Uh, to be fair, Eden Hazard the last two or three weeks has been playing a lot better. Uh, anybody uh, just, could have been playing better. All oh, right, all right, all right. What I mean is, he's showing that he's showing last year. He's showing a little bit of like the the dribbling, the 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 pace, the the acceleration of last season. Yeah, um, which will give Spurs defenders fits. Um, They've been now, really now Spurs, good defensively. Yes, they have. Uh, I I'm not saying he's going to score, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is he's been playing a lot better. He's been creating a lot than against McAbee Talib, understandably much lesser opposition. Uh, he was doing the same thing. He didn't score, but he, yeah. he did everything but. Um, you know, Spurs, no Delhi Alley. Yep. Uh, I'm not That's sure how one. much I, I'm not sure how much of a difference it's really gonna make. I mean Son's been has been good since returning from injury. Yeah, so. that's true. Lamella's back from suspension, although I think right. he's a little gimpy, so but yeah it's that defensive back that def- defensive back line has been excellent with Eric Dyer in front of him. Yeah. So I'm not sure, and they're big too. Like I'm not sure Costa is going to be able to push Vertonghen and Alderweireld around. It's not about it's not about the pushing. It's whether Alderweireld or anyone pushes back. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. I, that yes. that's really all I have to say about that. Okay. <laughs> I, I I mean I don't think I mean I think final score wise I think it's Chelsea one more or sorry one fewer than Spurs whether it's one nil or two one or three two whatever it is I don't think Chelsea get any points in this game. All right, who are the three best players in this in this game fantasy wise? Uh, you gotta say Harry Kane. I'd like to say Willian optimistically, but I don't. It's optimistic. God, I ho- I hate saying this, but Christian. You're gonna say Eriksen, yep. It's been he's been too good recently. Yeah. Chelsea have a tendency of fouling people because they can't keep up with anyone on right. the wings. And if Bronislav Ivanovic plays it right back again, I swear. Why wouldn't he? Let's let's mention that Rachman looked awesome against Maccabee Tel Aviv. Uh, he did. <laughs> and so, yes, he will go right back to the bench. And this Pilaqueta will take that left back spot. And yeah, Ivanovic will be over on the right. So how many goals does uh, Harry Kane get in this one? Two. It's big. Okay. It's a big game against a London-based team. He tends to score in those. Yeah. I think he does score. I don't know if he actually scores two, but I think he does score because... Yeah, there are rumors going around that Chelsea are looking to to get Harry Kane. I love it. That'd be dumb. Speaking of rumors, I just want to touch on the quick one about Manchester City buying uh, Lionel Messi or Lionel Messi. and Pep Guardiola. Yes. Well, Pep's been a done deal for a few years now. Um, I think the day after he signed... His Bayern contract, he signed a pre-contract with Man City for this summer. But the I was less concerned about the 120 million pound transfer fee because that even feels a little low for Messi. But apparently, they're they want to offer him 750 thousand pounds a week. Oh, I heard it was 800 thousand. Oh, it's, 
that so the two things about that one that's like 1.2 1.3 million dollars a week i don't know if they get paid on a 38 week or 52 week schedule so that's obviously a big monetary difference but i'll also note that every uh for those of you who are unaware every uh, salary listing uh in europe is post tax and so he's literally looking at like a 90 million dollar contract for, you know if you translate it for us plus taxes like 90 to 100 million dollars per year to play for man city that's crazy something tells me financial fair play man you need you this. need to take that deal right if you're messy absolutely. that's what i mean if you're messy but my point is is that it i mean chelsea announced recently that they lost 20 million pounds last season yeah. in their championship season and that's within financial fair play which is absurd yeah and they like, didn't they... just throwing it out there that's absurd but um if you have that wage on your bill i don't know how you stay within financial fair play i just don't they don't make they can't make that much they can't uh no they don't anyway yeah I think, it has, put, I think it has a lot of long-term ramifications if they go through it well maybe they put they silva and torre and de bruyne on the new york city fc payroll as designated players and then just loan them back so West Ham play against West Brom sure on do. Sunday as well. <laughs> That's going to be a 9.05 start. Uh, this is another one of those games where you might want to just close your eyes and take a, take a guess. Um, I mean, Slavin Bilic has done a good job managing West Ham to where they are currently. Um, they're looking a little you know, pointless on the attack. I mean like the pointless of a spear, not like just – anyway. Uh, could just like that. Chelsea. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, they both – anyway. West Ham, Diafrasako, do you feel like he's going to be reintroduced into the starting lineup anytime soon, or is it going to be Andy Carroll still? I think they do both. I think they did both last weekend, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they were both playing. So, yeah, so I think they'll, yeah, I think they keep that. I just haven't seen, not that I'm like, haven't seen enough from them post Dimitri Paye, but like they really haven't, like, they just don't, obviously don't look the same without their best player. Manuel Lanzini has has been kind of their next best player, but he's not Pae. And so great goal he scored last week. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, but I don't know. They just, there's so little bite there now. And yeah. so uh, I would look elsewhere for offense. Yeah. Well, well, West Brom looked at James Morrison last week for offense. Yeah, I played right. against him in a bunch of, actually in two season long leagues. So that was fun. Uh, Never thought that that would have happened. Anyway, uh, uh, Sado Barahino, Solomon Rondon, any of the West Brom defenders. Is that, I mean, this whole matchup seems to be weird. You know, you wouldn't really take a lot of players here. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I just, both of these teams, I think I would avoid both of these teams no matter who they played. And it's just convenient that they're playing each other, so I yeah. can just ignore the whole game. Yeah, pick a goal. Guess, try, your guess at the goal scorer is as good as mine. Right. And there's really not a lot of predictive stuff that you can put out there that would be any kind of above any kind of use for goal scoring. That's agreed. Okay. All right. Look, uh, one thing that you certainly can predict is that Daniel Surridge is hurt. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool is at home against Swansea, and then another news: grass is green and sky is blue. Did you read what Jurgen Klopp said about it? That he has to manage pain. It was something like he has to figure out the difference between pain and being injured. Well, and I think like, there was a big like 
that's been like a line in the NFL for a while that like you have to fit. You know, there's a difference between being hurt you and being hurt injured. Or are you injured, right? Yeah. And he, I don't know what the deal with Sturridge is, but like, it's pretty incredible how frail he is. I think he watched Idiocracy recently, and he heard uh, Dax Prescott say, "I like money." Yeah, the, <laughs> um, I mean, he's making like Andy Carroll look like Cal Ripken. If you want to cross sports there, but like, I just, uh, it, do you think he plays 10 times this year? Yes. Do you think he, he plays 12 times this year? Are you saying just he appears? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Cause yes, I'll say yes. The 12 will be probably my limit. Okay. Right. But, uh, you know, yes, I think he can show up, get hurt and leave just as, just as good right. as anybody for 10 or 12 times. I, but, but the problem I have is people are talking about like, well, they have to get rid of him. It's like, who's going to pay for this guy? Yeah. I, I, you know, last week we talked with John Wallen about uh, Roberto Firmino. He's like, man, I really think he's starting to get there. Yeah. And lo and behold, Firmino, Coutinho, Lalana looked like Sturge when he was healthy and Suarez. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure I would go quite that far. But yes, they, they looked, looked like as well. They look very, very good. Benteke had a great goal yesterday uh, in their Europa League, which. Yes, it's Europa League, but it was a pretty impressive goal nonetheless. So I think they're going to try to figure out how to do Benteke and Firmino leading that attack, which I think is great. Like if you that would had, crush Swansea. That would crush Swansea. Right. I, I think it would crush most teams. If you had Firmino and like a number – I don't even want to put as a number 10 because I feel like he should be even more advanced than that. But yeah. with Coutinho and, and Lalana kind of on the wings with Milner back there. Henderson's well, I, getting well, close. I, and, yeah, Henderson's getting close, and I really like the way Alberto Moreno is playing. Yeah. This team looks really good. Yeah. They, uh, you know, them and Spurs look like they're going to challenge for that fourth spot very, very seriously. This I was season. I was just about to say that, and who would you pick if you had to pick one of those two? Because it wasn't even close for me. Maybe because I'm biased, though. <laughs> I think it's closer than you think. Really? Um, I actually wouldn't be stunned if it was both. And Arsenal was fifth. No, Leicester. Uh, and then you're you've you got two. Oh, and, and United. Sorry. There you go. Leicester and United. Um, the ones that go out. I can't see United finishing sixth. No, I mean, it would be in reverse order. Like they'd be fifth, fifth and, and Leicester, Leicester would be, sixth. I, no, Leicester probably be like ninth. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I think Leicester will don't worry. The holiday season. I don't think yeah, I don't think it's both of them, but the I think Liverpool is so much better than Spurs. Maybe because I I agree with you from a fantasy perspective. I don't know about a real life perspective. I I actually wasn't even talking about fantasy, but I'll take that road also. So I well and Swansea stinks. You know what? I I I say Spurs finish with more points at the end of the season than Liverpool. Okay. I disagree. This is like back to our West Ham, Southampton. Yeah, you know, for the sake of disagreeing, that's what I'll do. Okay. Anyway, the Swansea side of this, nobody, right? Not even Andre Ayew, who had a great back heel. Yeah, he did have a great back heel. I'm pretty sure somebody was blatantly offside, if not him. Like, I don't think that goal should have counted, if I remember correctly. Um, but it did. Yeah, fun play. But no, I would. I'm not touching anybody from Swansea. All right. This is this team's a shell of its early season self, and probably because of Bafitimi Gomi, who's just been awful. 
yeah. Maybe Frank Tavenu will maybe finally show up once yeah. or twice. John Joe Shelby's out too, and I know you make fun of me for touting him all the he's time. He's been great. He's been great, and he's out this week, so I mean that's a decent piece that they're missing. It's a barrel of laughs, that John Joe. Yeah. All right. Uh, not only enough, I don't think a lot of analysis needs to be said here. Norwich at home at Carroll Road against uh, against Arsenal. You like all your Arsenal guys. You don't like any Norwich guys, right? That is correct. All right. So <laughs> on that note, <laughs> I mean, seriously, this is really not much. You, you don't have to overthink this one. You know, if you're playing the Sunday slate, you're going to start as many Arsenal people as you possibly can. Yeah. Alexis Sanchez apparently has a bit of a hamstring issue. That's the only thing that. Um that I would say out of this one. So yeah, just yeah, stay up to date with your injuries and right. start your arsenal people. Right. The, well, the difficulty is that they're the late game Sunday. So like you don't, you're locked in basically with, with that. If you do, I guess you could downgrade to Ozil if you don't stack the two of them. I guess. All right. Yeah. I... Are you okay chasing assists with Mesut Ozil or no? Still no. No, not really. No. Uh, I'm not. I'm not his biggest fan. At least one in seven straight. I understand. It's Eleven like on the season. Fabregas last season. I wasn't chasing those either. I know, but by the way, Seth like Fabregas 34. is totally afraid of shooting. Um, that is correct. <laughs> just throwing that out there. He just will not shoot. I think people does, say the same make, thing he'll about he'll make Ozil. it look like a pass. Yeah, they like to pass to the back of the net. The same type of player. Well, you know. By the way, is Santi Gazzola taking penalties still? He slipped on that last one, which was just crushing. Ugh. But he slipped. I mean, I don't think you can fault the guy for that. Right. So I would think he takes the next one, yes. Yeah. There might be some cheap value with uh, Jim Mercy Bocani, who's been playing well recently for Norwich. So even though it may be garbage time, you may get a goal. They all count just the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. If you're desperate. All right, and speaking of desperate, let's go to our uh, daily dose <laughs> here. Uh, you know, we're going to do our Mondal Goal Saturday slate here, and I'm just going to get us started because I'm going to, I, you know, I'm pay, taking two players because they're so inexpensive. I'm just going to try to get points, make up the points elsewhere. Yeah. Brad Guzan at 3.5 and Kieran Richardson at 3.7. Yeah, so, somebody tweeted us last week about that. Um, yeah. And you, we disagreed on it. Right. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy. Yeah. You know, you could just make up the blasted. Points. What you what you say? And those two picks got blasted. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah, uh, you know, I really do think as long as they're last week they weren't, but you know, as long as they're in positive points, you'll make you'll make up the the difference in price elsewhere. I don't see. I don't think he will. Um, they've given up multiple goals in every in six or five of their last six. Yeah, but this is seven. This is this is Watford though. I mean, Watford aren't known to put they they, they I don't even know if they scored more than twice in a game. Um, they've only scored twelve all season, twelve yeah. and thirteen. Yeah. Okay. You know, let, let, let's not. I mean, as, as as good as Igalo has been, let's be honest. Yeah, they scored twice against Stoke, who we were just talking about was excellent. I, I said more than two. And oh, now we're <laughs> okay. I said they haven't scored more than two in a. I don't think okay. they scored more than two in a single game. Okay, but that you would. You, what I'm saying is, you can still get positive points out of these guys because they, you know, if you think if you think worst case scenario, two against Wofford. If they score three, that would just be something Wofford hasn't done this season. Yeah, I just, you're not going to get much value out of those two, even if they give up two, though. What I'm saying is, you it, as long as they help your cause, as long as they, that, they and that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure they help at all. I think you're you're not only losing the points that you would get 
filling those with other players. But what you're making up is not. I mean, I guess we'll find out how much you made up. We will agree to disagree. All right. My other two defenders, one's in the same game, Alan Neom at 6.5 and Papa Soiree mm. at 6.1. Very predictably, I love Papa Soiree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also went with Soiree and I also went with Neom. Uh, I started with Willie Caballero at 5.6. I think City has a better shot at producing points than Aston Villa. Uh, I did not double up with either Dimachelis or Otamendi, and I paid 7-2 for Brendan Galloway, thinking that maybe he can move forward enough to pay off. Because what was James Galloway's price? 7-2 versus, um, where was Coleman? Oh, that was Bain. So between seven, So the difference between 7.2 and 3.7 is math, and 5.6 and 3.5 is 2.1. I'm saving about $4 million. Yep. I'm not sure you're going to get $4 million more in value than what I have in the rest of my team. All right, let's go with your midfield four, though. I paid 7-7 seven, seven for Jesse Lingard in a game that I think will have a ton of goals, or at least will have some goals. Uh, I paid 7-3 for Yohan Kabai, who's way, like, way too underpriced. 11-6 uh, for Mares and 13 for De Bruyne. So I stayed away from the city midfield altogether because I just don't know what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put Barkley at twelve point Ross Barkley at twelve point nine. I had Barkley at, at one point as well and yeah. ended up passing on him. I have Riyad Mahrez at eleven six. I have Dusan Tadic at seven point nine. Mm, I thought about Tadic also. And I have John Mata at eleven point two. So yeah, I I um I this, went this, Lingard. This is, this, is, this is almost an all Andrew Laird favorite. I went Lingard and Mahrez instead of Mata and Tadic. Um and the only reason I didn't go Tadic is because I started Caballero. Like, I wasn't going to go back on it. So, like, I wasn't going to attack my goalie. All right. And uh, your forward three? Uh, Igalo at 9-6, Lukaku at 10-3, and Aguero at 14-7. I also have Aguero and Lukaku, and I have Jamie Vardy at 11.4 instead of Igalo. So, basically, our big differences here is going to be the difference between Vardy and Igalo going forward and mm-hmm. then you know Lingard and Tadic right and then Barkley and De Bruyne well sorry that well I have why well, um, yes yeah, so, who's your who's your second least expensive uh Kabai yeah it would be Kabai and you know either Mata or Barkley you know what your difference is there hmm. you know so or you saw you, they, sorry let's let's say let's say it's between Kabai and Mata, and then you would have the difference between Barkley and um, and De Bruyne. Right. So I, mean, I think I come out very positive in those exchanges. And then then you then you're telling me the difference between Caballero and Guzan, which I agree is going to be a big one. And then Richardson and you had Niam Soiree and who was your last one? Uh, Galloway. Galloway, so Richardson and Galloway. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. I, I think, I like I said, I like mine. You like yours. We're not going <laughs> to fundamentally change each other's minds today, but uh, you guys can definitely tweet at us. You know, the differences that you like here. Uh, you know, if you like the pay nothing for defense strategy versus the pay a lot for well, not maybe not pay a lot, but pay what you need to pay for defense and just try to find the values in the midfields and forwards. Uh, you know, I. I 
I don't I don't think that they're I don't think the number of values in midfield and forward equal the difference in price you'd have to pay at defense. Okay. Yeah, I've consistently thought that, and you know, in the early part of the year, it was biting me because it was you know just all the usual suspects are doing well, but now that's not the case. It's getting really scrambled now. So, um, tweet at us. I'm sports at sports by Gotti on Twitter. He is at Rotowire Andrew. And we, together, are the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. And we're going to sign off on this Black Friday. And we hope everyone has a great game weekend. And we will catch you again next week. Thanks, Andrew. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life if I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide. In theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com